Um, before we go to baptism, I want to take a few moments and answer this question. I'm not really going to teach tonight, but I'm just going to give you a little, well, I don't do sermonettes very well, but I guess you could call it that. Why should I be baptized? That's the question I want to answer. You know, following Jesus is not a one-time decision. It's a lifetime journey. No matter how long we've been a Christian, how many know no matter how long any person here has been a Christian, we all have our next step in our walk with Jesus, right? There's nobody here who has arrived, even if you think you have. And if you think you have, you really haven't. And so if Jesus has truly become our Lord and Savior, but you've not been water baptized, I would say that's your next step. And so I want to just answer this because some of you on our next baptism need to, need to trust the Lord and take your next step into the water. So why should I be water baptized? First of all, baptism is about going public. Now, I just, I don't want to hold back anything from you. I want to just tell you, water baptism, well, somebody said, well, I love the Lord and I'm saved, but I don't want to do that in front of everybody. You're missing the whole thing. This is about going public. Like wearing a jersey to a football game, baptism is our opportunity to identify with a person and with a team. The person is Jesus. You're identifying with Jesus, and the team is his church, the body of Christ. When we take this next step of water baptism, we're letting everyone know that we belong to Jesus. People getting in this tank tonight, you're telling us with your, with your body in that tank, and, and as you confess your faith on the microphone tonight, and I hope you do it, and if you stumble a little, I'm good with it. I like it. I like it just raw and who you are and be real and just share what Jesus has done for you because you're declaring, you're declaring to all of us and to yourself and to God, to Jesus who died for you that Pastor Jeff talked about, and you're declaring to the devil, I belong to Jesus. That's a declaration we all need to make. And we're going public. And we belong to the church. What is the church? We belong to the body of Christ. We're a part of the body. We're a member of the body of Christ. Our faith in Jesus can never be private if we truly have faith. It's always personal, but it should never be pri private. Those two things are hugely different. Jesus died publicly for us. Water baptism is our opportunity to go public for him. The second answer to this is baptism is a discipleship and obedience issue. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, Therefore, he told his church, he told his people, Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So if we're supposed to make disciples, and we can't save anybody, how many know Jesus is the one who saves? But if we're to make disciples, so if the Lord told us to make disciples, would he ask us to do something that we couldn't do? No, with his strength, with his Holy Spirit, with his empowerment, 
we can do what he asks us to do. Somebody said, well, I can't make this. Yes, you can. The Lord said you could. In fact, he commanded you to do it. It wasn't a suggestion. Go and make disciples of all people groups. So what is, so if we're supposed to make disciples, then there has to be a definition of what is a made disciple. Now, discipleship improvement will happen our whole lives here on earth. But being a disciple, it is possible to be, be able to tell somebody honestly, I am a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ. Well, how do you know? I want to tell you how you can know. Here, here's the test. It's right there in the scripture. First of all, if you're somebody who someone has shared the gospel with you, that's the first part of being a made disciple is somebody had to share the good news of the gospel with you. All right, secondly, God gave you faith to believe and you repented of your sins to God. That's part of being a made disciple. Third, because of the gift of faith, you confess with your mouth, Romans 10, 9 says, that Jesus as being your Lord and Savior. Because faith showed up, you repented of your sins with a godly sorrow for the sins that you committed that put Jesus on the cross. Now you confess with your mouth that he's your Lord and your Savior. And you're water baptized when you have the opportunity. For it says... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. And then you have, fifth, a heart to obey. And sixth, you become a responsible member of a local church body under spiritual covering. You know, I wouldn't want to baptize anyone here at Calvary. We don't baptize you into Calvary Church. We baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we wouldn't want to baptize anybody if they didn't have full plans. Either they are a responsible member of a local church and they have spiritual covering of pastors and elders over their life or they're in pursuit of that. I wouldn't want to baptize somebody who is not in pursuit of being a responsible member of a local church and serving the Lord and serving that local people. I wouldn't want to baptize people that didn't want to be a part of a local household of faith. Because that's part of being a disciple. You say, well, I belong to the big C church. You ever heard anybody say that? I belong to the big C church. You know what that says? You may not mean it to say that, but you know what that says sometimes? It means, I like being a part of God's church globally, but I don't want to have any, uh, any responsibility or accountability. Because I figured out, I asked the Lord one time, God, who am I responsible for when I stand before you as a pastor someday? Am I responsible for every Christian in the Quad Cities or everyone in the Big C Church? And I begin to study that out, and I said, no. I'm going to be accountable for those that call Calvary their home. And the pastors and elders of this church will stand before God in the way that we taught, ministered, shared the truth, and lived the gospel in front of you and how we were able to share with you, pray with you, talk with you. And I'm going to be accountable to God. for that. I'm not going to be accountable to everybody out here that doesn't belong to a local church. But those, those who are part of this body, we're responsible to you. And so I say you can't really be a disciple if you're not a part of a local church. And none of them are perfect, by the way. 
And now, I'm going to tell you, some of you are here tonight, and you're on that path towards becoming a member of a local church. God bless you. It's in your heart. You're just on that journey. And I thank God for you. The third thing is baptism comes after salvation. You say, well, pastor, everybody. No, not everybody knows that. I didn't know that. Water baptism biblically comes after conversion, after salvation. It doesn't save you. It's what saved people do. In the first recorded sermon in the early church, Peter preached to a crowd of thousands, and about 3,000 people, the Bible says, were saved. That was some kind of message, wasn't it? And the first thing Peter told them to do after salvation was get baptized. Let's look at it on the screen, Acts 2.38. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to show that you have received forgiveness for your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the pattern continues through the rest of the early church. Baptism is this public proclamation of the spiritual transformation that occurs when we commit to following Jesus. And the last thing, guys, if you want to get in the tank and get ready, I'm going to give them the last little point, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to rejoice with all of you. I'm going to clap and cheer and shout and uh, thank God for Pastor Glenn and Pastor Nick, who are, who are a great part of our team. So here's the last point. Baptism is a powerful reminder. Being lowered in the water is symbolic of how we are dead in our sins. Coming out of the water is symbolic of our faith in Jesus who saved us from death and gave us eternal life. So Pastor Glenn, who are you getting ready to baptize first here? Emily? Emily, right now what's about to happen here before you can make your confession and what Jesus has done for you, as Glenn puts you under the water, the old Emily that is without God is going down and we're bearing the old Emily. And when he brings you up, Symbolically, what's already happened in your life is happening here publicly. We're bringing you up out of the water, representing the new Emily in Christ Jesus. Because of the resurrection power of Jesus that now dwells in you. And you come out of that water. Who's this over here? Trey? Trey, that's what's going to happen. The old guy, we're going to leave him under there symbolically of what's already done and God's done in your life and bring you out the new person, the new tray you are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Then Jesus rose from the grave showing his power of death. What a celebration. This is a celebration of life tonight. This is a celebration of life in Jesus. Amen. All right, God bless you.